this morning, I don't know, good morning on the, the weird thing is with timing, some of y'all don't get this till the afternoon. But anyway, welcome to Sometimes. Here we go. Hey. Ooh, baby. I am a sleepy boy. Oh boy. Will you do the, oh give boy. me an oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Today on Sometimes, we have Jimmy Dom and Mickey Mouse. Oh boy. We're all very excited. Do you know that there is a fish called a wolf fish that can, it, it, like, if you if you put something in its mouth, even after it's dead and gutted, it'll still bite it, and its head will like jerk away with it and stuff. Like the the the, I don't even know what systems to call these. They're like local nerve systems and you will have a, a fish that doesn't have its organs. Obviously it's gotta be pretty fresh because at a certain point, all of the uh, uh, stuff that makes those systems run, stop running. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've been looking at this video for the last like 20 minutes. It's just been sort of on in the background of, of these wolf fish having things put into their mouth, but they're dead. They're completely dead and gutted. And they'll like grab the banana or the Coke can. And then they'll like twist like they're trying to kill it. Like they're an, an alligator. Wow. Yeah. Are you Googling it? No, but that sounds amazing. Hang on. Wolf fish. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's I, I, I saw it on Reddit. It's on the, uh, I spent a lot of time on that r slash interesting as fuck. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? You ever on yeah, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we've definitely, we've definitely, that's the actual secret, everybody. Whenever you were like, wow, how did they find such interesting things to cover on the Sometime Show? Which is a question that we were never asked once. Uh, that's how. We just we just go to r slash interesting as fuck and pretend that's we found it. crazy. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, so, um, I want to now, since we're revealing secrets, I'll reveal one of my biggest, one of my, one of my big secrets for the sometimes show was, uh, was, um, R slash, uh, hang on. What? Where did you go? I know. I know. What I know, just I happened? I wanted to get the exact. I wanted to get well, the exact. Well, you have to keep talking as you say yeah. it. I don't know if you know it's, this about this thing called dead air, but no one likes <laughs> no, it. It's it's, uh, it's r slash offbeat. Okay, and what and it gave? What's it, so that? One? I'm just gonna read. I'll just read some of the headlines. Um, that the, the, they literally find some of just the strangest news. Um, and so here we go. Like, uh, woman charged with pretending to be a doctor. Issues hundreds of fake vaccine exemptions and, quote, doesn't believe she's done anything wrong. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like she's obviously going to think she's in the right for some like stupid moral reasons. Like I was saving people from that. Oh, man, we should do one one day where we just read posts from my roommates, my old roommate's mom. Uh, cause she, she is just the, her, one of her most recent posts, she referred to the COVID vaccine as the vaccine that has killed the most people in 25 years, which is oddly specific. And it makes you wonder if that's because the other vaccines like have only killed like two people in 25 years. And maybe this one killed three people from allergic reactions or, uh, somebody got hit by a meteor while they were getting the shot. So it counted because <laughs> it's like, it's not going to be like they actually died of like, Oh, I got the vaccine and it, it turned me into a gargoyle. And then I exploded into a million pieces, which is how regular vaccine deaths work. Uh, that's a scientific fact, by the way, did you all know that? <laughs> that's uh that's actually, that's actually yeah. the truth. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, when when somebody's got that strong of of moral convictions, um, yeah, I mean, look, look, every you, you know, John Wilkes Booth had very strong moral convictions. That that's what I think that's what people don't understand. Like when 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 John Wilkes Booth killed uh, Lincoln, he didn't. He wasn't like 
slavery's awesome, and then shot a guy. That's not what he said. He said death to tyranny. Right, which I so we're seeing the it's one of those things where you're like, wow, we've advanced so much as a society. But have we? It might be the case right. that we've advanced as a society technologically. Right. And and it's really funny too, where you're like, all of these people who are so anti-vax, anti-science, love benefiting from science on ways that is more obvious to them. Like these people aren't like well, actually, I, I was going to say they're not looking at their cell phone and going like, oh, well, I can't have this because this betrays some. But then again, now some of them think that the government is is tracking them. Well, the government can track you through your phone. So that part's a little bit true. But that that there's somebody in a room at every moment listening to every moment of a person's life. You know, they think the 5G radiation is for mind control. So I guess they do get that level of stupid. But what I really love is when you see somebody who is like super anti-science, just living in total embrace of a bunch of science that benefits them and talking a bunch of shit where it's like, first of all, you're alive because of vaccines. You don't have polio because of vaccines and you're on YouTube because of science. So when it's something as obvious as like, Oh, this science must work because the airplane stays up. They they get it. But when it's like that same science has resulted in medical science, that same science and process has resulted in way more people living than maybe should live way more of them uh, than ever before. And and you're sitting here going like, well, anyway, this one that I don't understand and I can't see the plane up, which, by the way, I think we can all agree if you will go and you stay next to an airport, near an airport where uh, planes are, are landing and you want to get close to it, uh, especially like these really big passenger jets. When I was in Austin, I got to drive along the the basically drive along the runway only separated by a fence. And this passenger jet was was landing like not at all far from me. I, I, I'm talking like maybe 50 feet, maybe. And right, right. Uh, yeah, just the other side of the fence, basically. And the funny thing about the funny thing about it is if anything looks like magic, it's it's planes. <laughs> like, yeah, have you ever yeah. have you ever just seen like a ginormous passenger jet land and just be like, I know in theory what's happening, especially when there's like no when you can't see any kind of heat trail or vapor trail from the engines or even necessarily motion because they're so self-encased. And so it just kind of looks like this levitating thing. is. And so you're like, I know in my heart and in my head what is happening. And yet this does still look like magic. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about this, like, like, uh, uh, I feel that I feel the same way whenever I'm actually in an airplane. I'm just like, I'm 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 sitting on the clouds right now. Yeah. Look at this. This is this is incredible. You know, almost with that like hesitation of like, if I think about this too hard, it's like a it's like a fucked up solipsism where you're like, if I think about this too hard, I might accidentally break the universe. And, and if I'm like, but how does the plane stay up? I'll realize somehow that it's actually impossible and that will make all the planes fall out of the sky. <laughs> well, well, the thing for me is, is that like, I'll be honest, I hate flying. I really do. I feel I, like I'm I have not. to put a disclaimer that I don't actually have that solipsistic view of the, inter- of the world. I don't <laughs> really think my mind could take all the planes down. Anyway, go ahead. Well, uh, you know, I, I, um, no, I, I really, I just, I'm, I'm genuinely scared of flying. And, uh, uh, I mean, I just get uncomfortable. I get anxiety every single time I get on a plane and everybody tells me the same thing. They're like, it's the safest way to travel. Um, you know, and, and all this stuff, but it's just, I, there's something about it. I get such, I, and you know, especially when, when you talk about smaller flights, like there, there, you know, you hear about going to Alaska or, or a lot of times the Florida Keys or something where people will be like, yeah, well, what you have to do is you have to fly into a bigger airport and then take a tinier plane into that area, you know, and 
just the thought of that makes me cringe so much. And I, I think it might be, I don't know. I think it might be like a control thing because I don't know enough about it, you know, like yeah. because I'm not sure how this works. But I think it's also just natural human intuition to be, you know, 30,000 feet in the air and being bounced about by turbulence and thinking, hey, if this doesn't go well, it's there. There's really very little. There's very little hope for me right now. I I definitely uh, I'm definitely like thinking about stuff that's even more intense. Like we we talked about Shatner going on the ride yesterday, and that was cool. And and he comes down and he's talking about like wanting to hold on to this feeling. But then I I heard about this thing called the I think it's called the overview effect. Now it's unlikely Shatner really got a dose of it because uh, he was only weightless for three minutes apparently. Um, and I, a fat person, so badly want to make a fat joke right now, where it's like he was only he was only weightless for three minutes. The rest of the crew were weightless for five. Uh, but anyway, that's I don't want to get canceled. Uh, so I'll just say that I thought of the joke, but I kept it to myself. Anyway. Uh, the, this thing called the overview effect where like you go up into space and you look back and it's now a studied effect at the earth and you see it from far away and you sort of have this experience of like, okay, that is, that is everything. The entire, the entirety of, of human history happened down there. Everything that ever embarrassed <laughs> yeah. you happened on this little thing that you're looking at. Uh, and, and you, you end up getting this sense of like, fragility because you get a scale of the earth you move away and you realize it really is just like a rock floating uh uh in nothing and and that it's it it, it basically makes you it changes your outlook and you'll have astronauts come back who will then have a different like appreciation and then sometimes like contempt for people who are like fucking up the world and shit and so uh, I was I was thinking about that, and uh, then I realized that I, if I was up there in that position, and they were like, "and here's the big red button," I think I'd press it. It's time to just let. <laughs> it's time to just start over. Let's, uh, well, here's here's the thing, and then I think we should. We, there's a disclaimer here. Jimmy's tired. Yeah. First of all, before we go on air, Jimmy's sitting there going like, "Oh." Oh, let's just, let's just end it all. Let's just hope a comet crashes or whatever. Yeah, like, I was like, I just, just hope the world ends today. I just hope just the whole thing explodes. And I'm sitting there going like, what's wrong, man? Like what, you know? And he's like, mm, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's, it. That's all it's it true. takes. Well, but it's funny, you know, one of my favorite lines from any song is an Incubus song where he says to obtain a bird's eye is to turn a blizzard to a breeze. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I always loved that because it's exactly what you're talking about with the overview effect. Uh, I got that feeling. I I went, um, (laughs) I just, it's really weird. It sounds like I'm realizing how privileged this sounds just coming out of my mouth. But uh, I went parasailing with my mom one time. (laughs) Yeah. You have a lot of weird stories with your mom, to tell you the truth. I know, I really do. I really yeah. do. Me and my mom have a crazy relationship. Um, They've been to I, a, they went to a porno theater together. It was weird. Well, yeah, that was just for her to teach me uh, what porn was. And the thing was, is I she didn't she's not big on the internet now, so she didn't really know that I've already been watching it for years and years and years and years. And so yeah, and so they um, they actually like, went to the type of porn theater that she was familiar with, where. You just you you go and you sit down in a theater. There's no projector yes. screen or anything. Somebody just keeps holding up pictures of naked people in front of you. Right, right. And the thing was, and the thing was, was uh, she only showed me the video because it was one that she starred in, and, uh, and she thought I'd be most comfortable. I think people are going to be uncomfortable I, with how comfortable you are suggesting that you watched <laughs> a porno with your mom. In okay, it. so okay, just for for because we have to do this all the time now. Nothing I just said was true. Uh, my mother's a wonderful human being and, and absolutely dreads the idea of any of that. However, what I will say is that my, I, I, 
the one thing that I do love most about my mom is her sense of humor. She's so funny. And she also like nobody gets jokes and can take jokes like my mom. Yeah. And so, uh, and my mom just dishes it out like, like so hard. I, I say this in my stand up act, but like my mom was like razzing me cause I was wearing tight jeans. And, uh, I say, it, it, she was like, why do you wear your jeans so tight? And I was like, well, you know, it's so people can go window shopping, you know? And I, and I started being ridiculous and, and, and she goes, she looks at me and goes, that's not what people want 75% off. Like she's just quick and yeah. she will burn you that fast. But my favorite thing about my mom, just joking wise, is I told a, I, my mom laughs at all of my gross, dirty jokes and no one else does. I had, I have six sisters. I had all my sisters were over the other night uh, for my, my little brother's film premiere. We went to my parents' house after and I was thinking of a joke and I thought this joke was so funny. Um, and, and I was, I was like testing it out on the family and, and th th here was the joke. <laughs> the joke was, I said, uh, I, I work for myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I run my own business and, and I work for myself. And I was like, the problem with working for yourself is I am simultaneously the laziest employee and worst boss at the exact same time. So like as an employee, I'll come up to my boss who is me and go, Hey, so I didn't wake up until three o'clock today. I'm not going to be able to get anything done. And my boss will say, Oh, that who, my boss, who is also me will say, Oh, that's okay. Just jerk off and fall asleep. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. <laughs> And, and I said it and I swear it was a room full of all six of my sisters staring at me with a mixture of just being grossed out and angry. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my mom was laughing her ass off. My mom was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like She was dying. And I was like, see, I, I just feel like I, I anyway, we were parasailing once. <laughs> yeah, that. Wow. Well, you know, I, I, so lately I've been listening to the shows after to give notes and I was like, Hey, a couple of things. One, uh, one, one is, uh, like, you know, we, I think sometimes we maybe like hold back laughing a little bit at the other person's joke, but actually, actually yeah. those things would be good. And that's one note I wanted to give. Yeah. And then the other note was going to be, you gotta like, you gotta spend less time in the setup. And I, and, and this is a note for both of us. You got to spend less time setting up stuff and i was right. listening to that whole thing going like <laughs> oh man i forgot to tell him the notes i realized that <laughs> when i was listening yesterday like anyway oh. so so uh, uh here's the point yeah going back to the overview effect the I was, parasailing I was parasailing with my mother and it was off the coast of california and when we went up on the boat this super interesting thing happens um when, you know, you're kind of sitting on this swing type thing and you're, you're floating on this parachute and then a boat is dragging you. And I'd say we were probably no more than 200 feet in the air, maybe even a hundred feet in the air. And, but, but the weirdest thing happened, everything went silent to where it, it was off the coast of Long Beach in California. And I was looking at Long Beach and you couldn't see any people. You could just kind of see buildings and all you could hear was the clap of the waves mm. and then the breeze in the air. And that's it. And I remember it was so extremely peaceful, but I had that exact thought that you were describing where I look in, in California and I'm, I'm like, you know, there's a bunch of traffic going on and I bet there's a bunch of people with like massive anxiety or people getting in arguments or all these political scuffles happening. But right now where I'm at, everything is so peaceful just being away from it, you know, and just being in this spot. Yeah, It's, it's like a, a so whole quiet. different world than people are uh, even really uh, think exists. But I got to tell you, speaking of different worlds, the fact that like the concept of going parasailing with my mom is not something that growing up I would have even thought was possible. Whereas like people do that. I, I asked my mom if we could go parasailing together and she handed me a plastic Walmart bag and told me to jump off the couch. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, the thing is, 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 uh, with, with my family, like, you know, I, I, my family's not wealthy at all, but, but, you know, my mom, my mom is an adventure seeker. So I've gone, uh, and it's always for special occasions. So for instance, that was me. That was my, um, when I graduated my master's program, she, she took me parasailing as my present, you know, it was very sweet of her. And then we've gone bungee jumping before. So for her 50th birthday, we went bungee jumping together. And yeah, weird, my, my family both stuff. doesn't have that sense of adventure or desire to spend time with each other. <laughs> it's like, it, it, seriously, I'm listening to this and I'm like, what fucking world are you from? Are you a real guy? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, like as a, as a congratulate. And you're like, um, we didn't grow up wealthy and I'm sitting here going like, Oh my God, you don't even know. I, I'm like, I'm like, you, you guys were going on vacations and bungee jumping. The only vacations we went on is when we lived in the South, it was only like, uh, probably like a, like a 12 hour drive to go back to this place that we had lived before so that we could stay on the floor of friends of my mom who and they were wealthy. <laughs> the basically it was like yeah, our yeah. vacations was going and for some reason staying with and it's like oh wow this they they have a computer with Sims on it. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna. You know it's funny because my mom grew up really poor and when I when I say really poor I mean like my mother was crazy poor like uh, like for her seventh and eighth grade years of of middle school, um, her and my grandma rented out someone's laundry room to live in like from my grandmother's friend's laundry room is where she lived for two years of her life. Like she was very poor growing up. And, um, and now, you know, she's a hardworking person and now she's in management and was, you know, dropped out of high school and did sales. And anyway, um, the thing is, is now she's got this very interesting view of, of money and, and stuff like that to where growing up we were, I always had to, work for anything, anything I got, even if, even if she maybe had the money for it, she was like, you're not just getting money ever. Like you've got Dude. to work for it. So like when I was 12 years old, I, uh, I got offered to go on a theater trip to New York and go see like Phantom of the Opera and, and all this stuff. And I think it costs a thousand dollars. And my mother was like, <laughs> She's like, good news. If you want to go on that trip, I lined you up a job selling tomatoes at the farmer's market. That is, oh, and, uh, dude. But my, so listen, man, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, I mean, I just really appreciate these. And, and I just love, I love having these. It's almost like a competition, but I, it's, it, okay. You know how, like, it's not really a competition because if we're going to compare families and parents and don't get me wrong, I know like we've talked about some things about your family and stuff and for right. sure there are things in there that are like bad, but it's kind of like Simone, like me challenging Simone Biles to a backflip contest where it's like, <laughs> I can probably do something where you could recognize an attempt at a backflip was made. It won't right. be a backflip anyway. So you're like, like, when you're, when you're telling me this whole thing about, you know, she lined me up, my, this is what, this is what my parents were like, Hey, this opportunity has shown up. It does cost money. Oh, okay. So I'm not going, well, what if, what if I did something to save up that money? Oh, that money would have to go into my Mormon mission fund. Uh, what if I figured out a way to line it all up independently uh, and this literally happened. This happened with like football. It, 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 when I lived in Florida, I wanted to go to football camp and, and then participate in like the peewee football uh, with my friend who lived around the corner, Tyler. And we, I literally lined it up where it's like they, uh, uh, they were able to get me and their son in free because his dad was a cop, I think it was. And so it was like, they get two slots for free in the program. They would have handled all the rides. I would have walked over there. Gear and equipment was handled. Everything was handled. And I like go to my parents and I'm and they're like, no, you can't because of this. And I'm like, well, no, 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 no. That's covered. That's covered. That covered. And at a certain point, they basically went with the you can't do it because your brother David has diabetes. Uh, no idea how that lined up, how it figured out. And basically you just hit a certain point with them where they're like, 
okay, you did cover everything and we no longer have a good reason not to let you. So we're just going to kind of let it slip that we enjoy you suffering. <laughs> you can't, you can't do it. You can't. No, that's just, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that. No, 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 no. It, I, it's I, just the I presented it in a funny way. Yeah. It, it's it, like, Hey, you can't, Hey, you your brother has diabetes. Dude, you, David having you, diabetes. Did you just do that with everything? Like, were they like... <laughs> David having diabetes was literally the... Yes, the excuse for everything. And one of the things that we didn't find out till later is like that it was the number one reason that they would always basically make us feel like... I would have panic attacks if I had to like go home and ask for $8 for a field trip. I'm not kidding. Like right. $8 was too much to ask for and and you were worried about how you would be treated for asking and all this stuff. And so it would be like, oh man, I can't believe I have to ask for money for this thing. Or uh, you know, it would be like, it'd be like, hey, um, or or you'd go out of your way to figure out like beforehand being in theater and stuff, like, okay, you know, I'd like my parents to come to the play, because at that point for some reason I I think it was more of a because you're you're expected to care, but in reality, right. I, I wish I had already had my epiphany that these people's opinion of me don't doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, right. and it was like I'd like my parents to be there. So you're like figuring out everything you can do to either like get some free tickets or buy some tickets and not tell them because it was literally <laughs> like that was the barrier of like, hey, mom yeah. and dad, you know, you know, I've been at rehearsal for months on this thing and like working hard and all this stuff. Will you come and see my play? And and the first question is going to be like, is it what is what what do tickets cost? And if it's right. anything, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and so yeah. like, oh well, you know, I did this extra stuff, and it's it's funny too because like there have been there have been like family friends and stuff who just stopped talking to our family because they realized that certain parents of mine are only interested in what they get out of them and never offer even a th real thank you in return. It's like, uh, uh, we had this friend who like works on cars and stuff. And there was just this expectation that every time something was happening with the car, it's like, all right, we'll call Andrew, figure it out. Yeah. Let's call Andrew and, uh, and get this whole thing fixed. And, and they like, I, I know they found out later that he was really off put by it and they tried to do some things to like save some face, but no, seriously, man. Like I, I'm sitting here going like, I, uh, when I like go and get food with people, somebody will like be like, Hey, let me get lunch. And I'll just be like, I can't. And if you push it, I'll stab you. <laughs> and whereas my dad's like, all right, who's got free stuff for me. Right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. It's funny. Cause like when I, I think I'm a girl. First of all, I have to put this in perspective. I think it's, it's, it's very important <laughs> is that like, <laughs> Even, you know, even if you have running water in your home, you're like more wealthy than three fourths of the world or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, so many sure. people who are, who are so, for me with poverty, I had an eye opening thing. There's this really great. But did I have, did I have running water in my home? If my home was my room that I was constantly locked in. I'm just saying. <laughs> no. And that's, and I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a fair thing to, to equate a monetary gain with, with, you know, happiness or happy homes or anything like that. It's not, it's not really a, it's not they're they're the two aren't mutually exclusive, but, um, but the thing is, is but that financial was, abuse is real, like abusing oh, somebody absolutely. with financial stuff. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's a, that's a, that's a real, that's a definite thing. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I saw that in my home. I also saw it with friends. I remember, uh, I had a buddy, whose, whose mother died and, um, and his, his grandparents were like, they were very strict people and they were essentially like, yeah, we'll take care of. And I mean, we're talking, he was maybe 15 or 16, but it was like, they would do stuff to him where they'd be like, they'd be like, no, 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 no. Like, we'll take care of you. We'll buy you a car, but you've got to like cut your hair and you've got to change the way you dress and you've got to start coming to church with us, you know? And he was like, no, <laughs> like I'll walk, you know? And they were like, all right, well just know that we have this money for you, like to take care of you as a 16 year old without a mother. And he didn't have a father or anything. So it was like, he was like, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of you. 
so long as yeah. you follow these stipulations. And it wasn't like normal rules of a household, like don't steal, be home on time, like r- r- reasonable stuff. But no, this was this was stuff like, yeah, change who you are. Stop behaving the way you behave. Like stop. Yeah, you're literally describing the, you the rules of my household, but there was no money or there was no taking care of us. There was no like, all right, if you want to do this, it's like, you will do this. My dad threatened to put me into foster care because he felt like I was like talking back and not doing my homework on time. I'm not kidding. That's a true story. And I so wish I had called his bluff at the time because at that, at that time I was like, I didn't really understand anything because I'm like 10 and you know, yeah. those, those 10 year olds that you need to like, I just think about people who've actually had to like put their kids in not foster care. Cause first of all, that's not really something you can just do. Take one of my seven kids Yeah, at the time you it was seven you and can't put volunteer a child for foster, foster care. Ca- I'm right. Pretty sure. Right. It's like, uh, and just one of the seven. Uh, now when you're talking about like, if I had some like real issues, like putting me in a group home or something, you know, that's, that's something completely different. But again, this wasn't real issues. This was some backsass. And so like, like this concept of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, uh, you know, I was offered, like they would buy me a car as long as I would just do these rules. It'd be like, you are going to do what I do. And I remember even too, like getting the talk at 18 where it's like, Hey, you're 18 now you're an adult. And people tell you that means you now have freedom but not while you live in my house. Right. It was literally right. like, yep, you will, you still have to be home at a certain time. You still have the blah, blah. And it was just, it was just wild. And they create this sense of dependence too, so that you won't like, like the, the way in which myself and, and almost every sibling, including the diabetic was manipulated and threatened with health insurance Oh yeah. And the threat to be taken off of it immediately (laughs) as a kid basically was like fucking. Well, well, here's, here's what's funny is, is, is with growing up poor, like my mother would there, when I say that it would have to be a legitimate emergency to ever go to the doctor under any circumstance. My mom was one of those moms where like, like I said, you, she grew up super, super poor. So she was like, you know, you, you could come up to her and <laughs> this is a true story. I'd be like, ma, like Anthony, <laughs> my little brother, who's 11 years younger than me. He was maybe four. I was like, Anthony was jumping on the bed and he headbutted the bed frame and he has a gash in his head. He split his head open he needs stitches, definitely needs stitches. <laughs> and my mom was like, looked at him and she's like, Oh my God, I am not spending all of this money to have somebody else do what I could just do myself. And we're like, What do you mean you can do yourself? What are you talking about? And she's like, get me. I'm not kidding. I am not making this up. She goes, get me a wash rag and super glue. <laughs> Dude, I I also what? learned. I have multiple. I have multiple cuts that I closed with super glue. Yeah, that's so, so funny. So she she puts. I'm not getting. She puts. She puts. Uh uh, like a wash rag on his gushing blood head, and and like cleans it up and and has me hold together the the two separated parts of skin on his forehead, and then she's like, okay, hold it still. And then, and then super glues it and then puts duct tape over it <laughs> and she goes, he'll be fine. And here's the crazy thing. He was, he was, Yeah. however, he still to this day has a Harry Potter scar right above his, his head. And, yeah, and that's there, like, the man, wild thing about super glue is it actually can handle a lot of, a lot of things <laughs> people go for, for, <laughs> yeah. But please, please, anybody listening to this. Don't listen, P- please, for liability reasons. Don't be like, oh, this is this sometimes. And apparently you can just super glue your head shut. No, if I'm you fine with that. A massive gash. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm just kidding. No, get, go to the doctor, <laughs> ask them for super yeah. glue. Cause they got, was, they got glue. It's so, it, it was so funny, but like, and there was a time where she, uh, the only time I remember actually going to the doctor was, um, I was uh, somebody, a kid at school threw what he thought was a dirt clod 
at, at me. And, and we were doing it to each other, to be fair. It wasn't like a, a thing of bullying. We were, um, there was a house in development and we would go into the, the pit that was the house and pick up dirt clods and throw them at each other. And it was cool that they exploded, you know, the dirt clod exploded. And so this kid threw one at, and it hit the back of my head and turns out, lo and behold, wasn't a dirt clod. It was a lightly dusted piece of cement, Oof. which just, yeah, it just gashed my head open. And, and so luckily there were these girls who lived across the street who saw it happen and they came out with a bunch of paper towels and I was on a bike. So I put the paper towels on my head and the helmet over the paper towels and then drove home bleeding from my cranium. And my mom absolutely like, there was no way around it. She had taken the doctor and I got like three staples in my head. Yeah. And, uh, and, th- but here's the thing is that they were like, come back four days later so we can get to remove these. I go to my mom and I'm like, Hey, it's been four days. And she's like, so I was like, we got to go to the doctor. She's like, I am not going to the doctor to do something I can just do myself. And she pulled out a staple remover. Oh my God. It's such a different <laughs> thing. Cause you remove like uh, hu- people don't often know this with human staples. You actually are supposed to compress the center and they have this special tool that basically turns the center into a triangle because a staple, so re, uh, 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 staples when they're closed are, a, they're a rectangle. They're not an open mouth. Like people right. think of that. It's literally been shifted to be a rectangle. And so you have to use a special <laughs> thing that opens the mouth of them before you pull them out. And a staple remover does not do that well. Oh my gosh. No, no, it doesn't, Jimmy, because yeah. she tried to remove from my head. And I remember she puts it on my head and, and, and pulls and nothing happened. Like my head goes with the staple remover. I was like, ah, and she, and, and so instead of her going, oh, that didn't work. She was like, oh, I just need to pull harder and right. more repeatedly. So she's like, ah, 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 like yanking it. And I'm like screaming. Yeah. And finally, I don't know what happened. The good news is she- I didn't feel a thing. Exactly. And that's my mom, right? She's going like, she's going like, oh, st- oh, stop it. You're so dramatic. You know, I'm like, I don't, I'm not dramatic. I'm woozy. You're tearing my, my head off. Blurring. Yeah. But, so growing up, we actually had pretty good insurance because of my dad's job. And so they didn't have a problem going to the doctor. Also, because this is another thing we would learn later on in life with as much as they would make us fear want needing any money from them they were basically having their bills paid by their parents anyway. Really? Oh yeah. 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 It's a whole big, long thing. Anyway. Uh, so the thing we would have isn't a reluctance to go to the doctor. It was a, we'll take you to the doctor and the specialist for your chronic illness. And we'll sit in there with you and listen, but we're only going to pick up keywords. And then we're going to add those keywords to what we think you're supposed to be doing. And then you're going to go home with a set of instructions from the doctor you heard yourself that are totally contrary to the set of instructions that we think we heard. And then it's going to be like, hey, uh, I need to go back to the doctor because this is not getting better. And they're like, well, these things I just made up are why it's not getting better. So why would we go back? You're supposed to be doing this. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun time. Yeah. Parents. Ugh, we were talking I'm about airplanes you. earlier. Dude, <laughs> what is with the, res- the not resurgence, the, the surge of horrible people on airplanes? Uh, you know, it, it, I'm glad we're bringing this full circle actually, because I wanted to, to talk about, um, something I was talking about earlier. Like the, the thing is, is, um, um, go on uh, dead air. Thing, no, 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 no. Scream that every um, time. Well, a lot of most people that are being offline on airplanes, so much of it has to do with what's going on with masks and vaccinations and stuff like that. Like people freaking out or or doing this kind of thing. And it, it goes back to actually what brought us to the airplane conversation in the beginning, which was I was talking about, you know, people. People in history never like did any of this stuff like that's why I brought up. John Wilkes Booth shooting Lincoln is they never did it for, for the reasons that history necessarily says. What I mean is John Wilkes Booth didn't scream, you know, I love slavery and then shot Lincoln. He screamed death to tyranny. The guy who killed Martin Luther King Jr. He didn't scream 
like racism is awesome and then killed him. He was doing it because the right wing media was portraying King as a communist. So this guy honestly thought he was ridding the world of communism that like he, he thought he was doing a good thing for America. And that's the real problem when it comes to political divides is that so many of these people, just like that woman with the vaccination cards, so many of these people are, are honestly genuinely believing that they're doing something really, really good for the country. So them standing up and, and like, I'm not kidding, like someone with, with, especially with the rhetoric they believe. And like we were talking about on Monday with Facebook perpetuating specifically, uh, conspiracy theories or politically divisive material. They're, they're honestly thinking, Hey, if I stand up and refuse this mask, this is me being the Rosa Parks of my generation. This is me being the person who is standing up against this oppressive government. That's, that's genuinely the thought process. And, and so it's like, you I, know. well, I think a lot of them also are just drunk assholes. Cause there's uh, <laughs> one of the, one of the things that they've been trying to do with addressing this is um, uh, apparently a lot of the people who actually work for the airlines are like, stop letting them on drunk. That's like what a bunch of these people are. They are fucking drunk. When they oh, get yeah. on the plane, stop with this like airport bar beforehand. Uh, stop the alcohol service where, yeah, these, these people are getting on the plane drunk and then they're just being like just ginormous assholes. But then, yeah, there's definitely more to it too. Like, for example, did you know that with Hit two it. months to go in the year, they have already had more firearms confiscated or people stopped from trying to bring firearms onto planes than any year prior. Really? Yes. And here's the thing. That's bananas because we all yeah. couldn't even fly until like April. Like yeah, flights yeah. were so restricted. So we're still breaking the record because uh, it's, it's something like more than twice as likely to happen. As of October 3rd, so by now it's already probably another billion, but as of October 3rd, TSA officers had stopped 4,495 airline passengers from bringing guns onto planes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, and that's, it's, it's... Which a lot of people are like, well, the previous record was only like 60 below that. So, yeah, you know, by the end of the year, it'll probably be 5,000, but it only broke the record by a little bit. But again, I remind you, we weren't allowed to fly in the capacities we're flying right now for the first several months. And so it's to the point where it's per 1 million passengers screened there in 2019, which had set the previous record, there would be five guns per 1 million passengers. Now there's 11 per 1 million <laughs> passenger screen and, and more than a million people fly every day. They're finding right. guns like tens of them because I mean, even if you just think about, let's say it was 4,495 people for the whole year. That's still more than 10 a day. That's a lot. That's a lot of guns trying to go in specifically because there are ways in which I don't know if you have to declare it, but there are ways in which guns can go in your luggage. But specifically, these are guns people are attempting to take into the cabin. Yeah, that's well. And and part of me and and I will admit you know I'm in I'm in Wyoming and so I have to wonder cuz this is such a like Wyoming is I would say aside from Texas it's got to be the gun state it's got to be the one that's like you know hey we Her want our guns person, we want our guns yeah. we want our guns yeah like we really want our guns and I wonder how many of those people are people who are just going like, I need my gun in case some shit goes down. And, and the funny thing about that is that like the, the, what, what, what people fail to understand is like, well, if you bring your gun, you are the shit that's going down. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a, it's a really interesting, uh, kind of catch 22 where it's like, it's like, I gotta, I gotta bring my gun in case there are people with guns. And you're like, well, but if you bring your gun, you will be a person with gun. 
you know, but they're like, ah, but I trust me, you know? Right. Dude. Okay. So here's the funny thing about that. Wyoming as of, uh, uh, what year is this? Um, number of fire. Okay. So Wyoming has by far the highest per capita gun ownership. It's got to be. No, no, no. You don't understand, though, yet. Okay? The second highest is New Hampshire. So in New Hampshire, per 1,000 people, there are 47 guns. Okay. In New Mexico, 46 guns per 1,000 people. Um, Virginia, 36. These are the top four after. Alabama, 33. So- after Wyoming, and I'll tell you the number in a second, but in New Hampshire, 47 per 1,000, New Mexico, 46, Virginia, 36, Alabama, 33. Guess Wyoming. You said number, the second most was 36? 47. The second 47. most is 47. Gosh, 60? 229. Jesus. Jesus. Per 1,000 people... 229 guns. See, and that and that doesn't surprise me. Five surprise times me the runner up. Now, now here's the thing. For for anybody who's listening, you know, this is the mindset. And 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 and, and I don't mind the mindset, but there is something that I do mind and I will get into that momentarily. Um the mindset is it's pretty simple. It's that like if, you know, one, it's a big hunting place. So a lot of people have guns for hunting, but also people think, Hey, I need a gun to protect myself because you can't trust anybody. And if I have a gun, then in, you know, there could be people out there with guns who are dangerous or malicious. So if I have a gun, that's my only way to protect myself against dangerous, malicious people with guns. And I can't wait on the police, if I call the police, you know, to come and handle the situation, especially if it's a dire situation. So I have to be able to ready and handle it. Now, there are plenty of flaws in that logic. And there are plenty of, of things you can kind of bring up of like, uh, you know, wouldn't that make the situation more dangerous or what about the likelihood for accidents, blah, 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 blah. Um, what I'm saying is like, like, uh, I remember they passed a law in Cheyenne, and this was 12, 13 years ago, where they said, if you turn 21, you just get to concealed carry a weapon. What, right. What as long as you is, have any kind of state ID, yes. which included so a regular long, ID, a driver's license, whatever, that right. qualified. And what's fucked up is there were states, I think it was Oklahoma and a couple others that said, we will accept a Wyoming driver's license as a concealed carry permit. Right. Now, concealed carry, it doesn't even, concealed carry means you're allowed to have a gun on your person and you can cover it up. Right. As in, you can have guns in coats, you can have guns, whatever. Now, I know to people listening in Europe or or anybody listening in on the, on the coastline states, that sounds absolutely wild. And, and I mean, it sounds like you're just like make it's like a it's it's almost like a fast pass for mass shooters right but the way that that wyoming describes it is no 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 no. that's them protecting themselves against mass shooters so that if a mass shooter goes into a public place they have to understand that if they pull out a gun everybody else is going to have a gun as well and blah 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 but here's the real kicker was I went to lobby against this back in 2009 when they were passing it 2010 and I went in to, to lobby against it, and the argument I made, I said it was very simple. I said, just because you're 21 does not mean you are responsible enough to own a firearm. I said, firearms are specifically dangerous, just like a vehicle. Driving a vehicle is very dangerous and has the potential to be lethal if you're irresponsible with it. That's why we have to take tests and get a driver's license and all of this stuff so that we can prove that we are mentally and mentally capable of handling this responsibility. I was like, a gun is specifically designed for harm. And if you're not doing a mental evaluation, if you're not doing a skills evaluation, if you're not doing a safety training to give people these things, then that's irresponsible. And the guy who lobbied against me, who was, 
part of, you know, the gun lobby. He got up in retort and said, yes, but a gun is your constitutional right. Driving is not your constitutional right. And he got a standing ovation. Woo! Thank you. Which one's my cheer? Nope. Well, this one will work. That's what happened in that's what happened in the meeting. Some cheerleaders. Yeah. Some cheerleaders got Dude, out. You know there was a parade. But what's it, wild about the in Wyoming too is the the way the thing that they always want to come with is like, well, yes, we have the most guns, but we don't have gun death. And that's you're so much safer. I'm literally looking at the map right now of firearm mortality by state. And basically it starts at a yellowish color. Uh, like a like almost a beige, and then as it gets more yellow, then orange, then red, it it means it gets worse and worse and worse. So there's this dark red color that describes the mo the worst states for mortality rate, the worst firearm states, and Wyoming is the darkest red. Like it, they, they, it, it's a matter of like, well, I haven't heard about it. Right. So, it, and, well, and, and and the funny thing is, is too, even if it was true, it's like, you guys are so spread out. Take all 600,000 people who live in the entire state, literally like one fifth or one, not even one tenth the size of the city I live in right now, but the whole state and put them all in the geographical area of Cheyenne, Wyoming. And let's see how that gun violence then even further skyrockets. Well, yeah. And, and if you, if you actually look deeper into it, I only know this because of the work I do. Um, yes, there is very little like shootings amongst each other in Cheyenne as in, as in there's very little, like somebody specifically went and targeted to murder someone else in Wyoming. But what, what that, the reason that number is so high and this is this very dark, but it's actually uh, suicide from men over the age of sixty-five. But it isn't just that people are shooting each other in Wyoming. I I don't know what where this like where this they they just say it. And if you actually go statistically look, yes, there is, and gun suicide is gun violence too, and something we have to talk about as well. But they're definitely still shooting each other. It's just a matter of like I didn't hear about it, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's my, here's my big bugaboo. I have, I have one serious thing to say and then one silly joke, but, um, the serious thing is that let's say I, I go along with the axiom of, Hey, I need a gun because I can't trust people. And there's dangerous people out there with dangerous intents who could hurt me and my family. So I need a gun to protect myself against them. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you that. I'm giving you that. But here's what. Well, you don't got to give me that. No, 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 no. I know. I'm saying I'm not you, not you. I'm just yeah. saying whoever would make that argument. I'm, I'm giving them, I'm giving them that. And, and I'm saying, okay, I agree with you. Now here's the issue. And I think this is the big issue is living in California. That's the exact same mentality that gangs have. That's the exact, that that's called, that's, that's part of gang theory. The reason that so many gang members have guns is they're like, these streets are dangerous. The cops aren't going to handle this kind of thing. There are people out here who want to hurt me. So I need to get a gun to protect myself. And the thing is, is that a lot of people are like, well, you know, if, if, if white folks in middle America do it, that's America. And that's part of the American rights and nobody can take my gun. But if brown people in the inner city d- do it, well, they're the dangerous ones. You know what I mean? It, there, there's a race component Yeah, no, I got it. it. I got it. Yeah. That, that I think it's, it's also really funny because it's, it's like <laughs> Chris Rock said it best. It, you know, he says, he says, white man makes gun. They sell it at Walmart. Black rapper says gun congressional hearing. Right. You know, like, and that's, and that's, that's, it's, you know, that, that's the case. I mean, that I, I, some comedian made a joke about it being like the, the best way to make guns illegal is to have as many black people as they can register to get a firearm, like a legal firearm and just have everybody have one. And, and that, like that way everyone's like, Oh no, now, now we got to make this illegal. 
Yeah, though, in a way, that is the that is still a new version of the, you know what would solve gun problems? More guns. And well, no, it just no, never the, tends the to work out. Right. The joke was just, I know. It's just very simply. Because, you know, I mean, think about like with police shootings, right? We saw so many police shootings of unarmed black men that, and those were justified in the media. You, you had people who would argue on the police officer's behalf, like, oh, he had a knife or, oh, he had a whatever. He was, he was, he was looking threatening or whatever. Yeah. And then, but then, you know, if, if that person had like a legal, if that, if that person was as animate about the second amendment as so many right-wingers are, if they were like, this is my right to own a gun. And yes, I have a bunch of guns because it's my legal right to protect me against the government who could hurt me. And by the way, police are a part of the government. If they took that route, like the answer, when people hear about that, they'd be like, I'm sorry, did you say gun? Did you say that, that this minority had a gun? Yeah. Uh, then of course they got shot. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then again, it's often, you know, too often it's like, he had a candy bar, and we all know how a candy bar can look like a gun. Reminds me of that Futurama <laughs> moment where they're at some kind of protest or something, if I remember right, and uh, and the cops are there, and Fry goes to pick his nose, and, and the cop goes, he's got a gun, get him! And then he goes, oh, no, no, I don't have a gun, I'm just picking my nose. He's picking his nose, get him! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. And, and I, I had a joke. I used to tell this joke on stage about, about gun control as I was always like, uh, if people buy guns, you know, the thing that makes me mad is when they try to, they try to make this argument of like, well, I, I just hope I'll never use it. You know, I have it. I just, it's my hope I'll never use it. And I'm like, bullshit. Like a gun is like a condom. It's for protection, but you buy it hoping to use it. Yeah. Nobody's ever bought a condom and been like, listen, this is just for protection, okay? <laughs> I pray to Christ I never have to use this thing. I'm going to keep it in a lock safe under my bed just in case someone breaks in my house and tries to fuck the shit out of me, okay? I'm never, like, that's not, that's not yeah. how it goes. Like, you buy it going, man, I hope to use this as soon as possible. I, and, and the funny thing is, is in Wyoming, people don't even pretend that that isn't the case. The number of people in Wyoming I heard say, I wish a motherfucker would give right. me a reason. And I'm like, I can't wait till some, some guy who I'm not saying it out loud, but uh, if you think about it, you probably can guess the race of the guy I'm thinking of. <laughs> some well, guy. And I'll be, I'll be real. Like, honestly, this is, this is true. I mean, I mean, this is, you know, getting a little complex, but honestly, I am more in favor of, women having firearms than men, like women having concealed carry. I'm way more in favor of that. And just because of, you know, in, in I mean, general though, like with any systemic problem, whoever the people are with privilege that they're abusing, I'm always more comfortable with somebody else having, you know, having that privilege instead of, I mean, what? No, I mean, yeah, well, here's, here's what I mean. I mean, you know, I, there's been, there's been three times now, there's been three times in my life, that, uh, I've had to give, uh, either girlfriends or, or my sister's weapons, um, because they're being either stalked or, or, um, you know, being, being threatened. I mean, uh, even, even just with, with my girlfriend now, you know, she was dealing with somebody at work who, uh, they, she was getting really uncomfortable vibes from them. Uh, this person would come into her work every day and try to strike up a conversation. And it got to a point where they developed a system at her job where anytime this, this guy would come in, she, they would call her into an office because he was very specifically targeting her and grooming her. And then the bank had to flag, uh, I shouldn't have said she worked at bank, whatever. Uh, they, they had to flag his account because, uh, he had very strange transactions going on. And then lo and behold, the guy was just arrested for sex trafficking, like literally, Ugh. literally days ago. And so she was being targeted. And another time I had an, uh, an ex-girlfriend who was in college and she was, she shared a, a, a bedroom with three other women and they woke up to a guy who had broken into their house and was staring at them in their sleep. 
And I mean, like this is these are real legit threats that that women face just just because of, you know, the world we live in. And so in, in both cases, I went out and bought them bear mace and I was like, keep this by your bed, keep this by your side at all times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and granted it's not lethal, which is much more a- along the, my lines of, you know, my beliefs and morals and stuff like that. But regardless, like, you know, there, there is, there is legitimate threats that, that, you know, people have to face that, that, um, I'm absolutely f- pro the idea of personal protection. You know what I mean? But I guess I'm just against the idea of, you know, <laughs> like, like, like more of something makes less of a problem. Right. Well, and, and it's very likely that we have too many guns to even think of a version of, of where we solve guns by getting rid of them. It just, it seems like an impossible task in the U S but there's gotta be, some kinds of uh, solutions. I guess I guess what I want to do now to bring this all home is yesterday we were ending on a serious topic and I don't remember what you shifted it to, but it you shift <laughs> you like space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You should have to the chat in space. And so now that we've just had this very serious conversation, but it's time to go, I think I'm also going to shift to a very inappropriate, a, a sort of inappropriate shift in tone and topic. Uh, Cause I was looking through food and I'm like thinking about what I want to do for this, like sort of brunch time of day. I haven't had breakfast and, and I tend to do more two meals a day than three anyway. But anyway, I come across a sandwich at this place called the morning ham. And I got to tell you, ham I get, but when you add morning to it, for some reason it seems less like a sandwich and more like a sensation. And specifically the sensation of you wake up and maybe you haven't taken a shower in a couple of days. And what you are specifically smelling are parts of your body below your waist. And I just feel like morning ham sounds like you'd just be like, oh man, I got a shower. I got morning ham right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Morning ham. (laughs) Morning ham sounds like, like some real, like a real gross, gross problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got morning ham right now. And look, some of their sandwiches aren't, aren't better names. In the shower, I'm dealing with some serious morning ham. Yeah. Like, Hey babe, I'm ready to fool around, but let me, uh, let me go clean off my morning ham first. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. Let me jump in the shower and handle my morning ham. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I agree. Uh, some of their other sandwiches don't have better names. They've got the Snappy Sausage. I'm not okay. kidding. I'm looking at a also sandwich called Snappy be, Sausage. Could be naughty, yeah. Yeah, that one sounds to me more like, uh, like uh, it, it, it's sort of like you wake up and you're like, man, I hope my partner wants to get into something with me right now, but I don't know if they will. But if it turns out they do... Don't you worry. I got a snappy sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I got a snappy sausage right now. They also got something called the Veggie Rooney. Which? It's something. I just don't know yet something. what. Yeah, I mean, my there, there, there are some things that I had about six thoughts, but yeah. I, I, I decided to stop literally all of them. Because veggie sounds like veggie. Is that is that where it was no, going? No, no. Okay. I was thinking something more of like, like that, that's if you're a vegan yeah. Anyway, Rooney. <laughs> yeah, it just—it's sort of—I don't know. Veggie Rooney sounds too much. Rooney sounds too much like Veggie Ruined, and I just yeah, yeah. No, no. Veggie, Veggie Rooney for me. I mean, if we're if we're going if we're going the same direction that we were talking about the ham, like oh man, I got a shower because I have the ham morning ham. Uh, yeah, you know, it could be like if someone's a vegan. And that like, <laughs> Ooh, man, I got the veggie Rooney. Oh man, guys, 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 uh, you're gonna have to excuse me from this board game. Cause I'm, I'm having a, a bit of the veggie Rooney's right now. Yeah. And I got to take care of this. <laughs> like, nope. That's that's where my mind went with and, that. And then ironically their last breakfast creation. And uh, you know, at this point, anyone could Google all these names and just be like, Oh, he's talking about Duffy rolls. So I will not be going to Duffy rolls today. <laughs> Because you never know. Who's like he said, he's going to Duffy Roll today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hang out there, see if I catch him. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the Naked Nelly is their last breakfast I mean, creation, and that even, one's just 
Yeah. That's way too on the nose. Too on the nose. That's too on the nose. You can't even make a joke about it. It's too, yeah, it's called the Naked Nelly. Yeah. They've got, I mean, they have other sandwiches out Although, there. Although, what's but that thing? What'd you say? The the what rolls? Duffy Roll is the place. And they're delicious. Duffy Rolls. They're fucking amazing. It's like, they make these things that are like, they're kind of like little cinnamon rolls, but instead of using like cinnamon roll dough, they seem to use a like croissant style dough. So they're this like flaky kind of cinnamon roll and they do different ones with like pecans and, oh man, they're really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those Duffy, those Duffy rolls. That's what I'm, those are, those are what I'm growing under yeah, between I've been, my armpit and chest. Right now I'm, I got to work out more cause I'm getting a, <laughs> I'm getting a, a too, too many Duffy rolls. I'm getting some Duffy rolls. Oh man! I'm anyway, some Duffy rolls. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode where Dom doxed his girlfriend. Uh, she now needs a weapon. Yeah. I hope that you all enjoyed us talking about Duffy rolls and morning ham. I don't know. And in the end of the day, if you got this far and you didn't enjoy the show, what the fuck's wrong with you? You just turn yeah. it off. That's that's it's a bit it's a bit sadistic of you. It's strange. It's a strange thing. Yeah. Everybody have a wonderful day. Have and a great day. Have a great weekend. We yeah, we won't we won't be back until uh Monday. And when we are back, maybe we'll actually like plan out an episode cuz today was totally just like what are we talking about again? I don't yeah, know. Let's just start. Time. Let's just get going. All right. Say goodbye, Dominic. Goodbye, Dominic. Oh, you. <laughs> 